Hello, this is Yusra from newsroundly.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 1st of August. India recorded 41,831 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the country's tally of cases to 3.17 crore since the pandemic broke out in January last year. Today's rise is 0.87% higher than Saturday's count of 41,469 cases. The daily case count has remained over 40,000 for the fifth straight day. With 541 deaths, the death toll rose to 4.24 lakh, of which 231 fatalities in the last 24 hours were reported from Maharashtra and 80 from Kerala. The daily positivity rate is 2.34%, while the weekly positivity rate stands at 2.42%. According to the health ministry data, as many as 4.02 crore vaccine doses have been administered in the country till date, with 60.15 lakh doses being given in the last 24 hours. Following a review meeting on the pandemic situation, the center on Saturday flagged 10 states that are either reporting an increase in daily cases or a rise in the positivity rate. These states are Kerala, Maharashtra, Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, Odisha, Assam, Mizoram, Meghalaya, Andhra Pradesh and Manipur the government said health secretary Rajesh Bhushan said that states need to consider imposing stricter restrictions such as preventing or limiting the movement of residents as well as mass gathering in the 46 districts that have reported a positivity rate over 10% in the last few weeks All India Institute of Medical Sciences chief Randeep Guleria said that it was a matter of concern that the R value of infections in India is inching up to 1 Our value measures how many people are being infected by one covid positive person on an average. The number of infections keeps rising if the R value is more than 1. Meanwhile, according to the Hindustan Times, the Maharashtra government may relax covid-19 restrictions in 25 districts of the state that have been reporting lower daily case load and positivity rate. State Health Minister Rajesh Tope said that the government was also planning to allow fully vaccinated people to travel on local trains in Mumbai. Also, Punjab is set to join the list of states to allow schools to reopen, NDTV reported. The state government on Saturday announced that the schools will reopen from 2nd August. The Delta variant of the coronavirus led to a record number of infections on Saturday in Thailand, Malaysia, and the Olympics host city Tokyo in a single day, Reuters reported. According to PTI, Florida and the United States also logged the highest single day count since the pandemic broke out as 21,683 new cases were registered. The spread of infections due to the Delta variant has forced China to put more than 10 lakh people under lockdown. As many as 14 provinces in the country are going through a fresh outbreak of the infection, according to AFP. In Australia too, authorities in Queensland state imposed a lockdown on Saturday. The state of New South Wales is already under restrictions. Globally, COVID-19 has infected 19.77 crore people and caused 42.16 lakh deaths since the pandemic broke out in December 2019, according to Johns Hopkins University. PV Sindhu bagged a bronze medal for India at the Tokyo Olympics today. The badminton star made history as she defeated He Bingjiao of China to become the first Indian woman to win two individual Olympic medals. Sindhu defeated He Bingjiao 21-13 and 21-15 in the bronze medal match. She had lost the semi-final to world number 1 Tai Zhu Ying earlier on Saturday. The Himachal Pradesh State Disaster Management Authority has estimated the loss to the state due to rain, cloudbursts and landslides at about Rs 632 crore, 
according to an ANI report. SDMA Director Sudesh Kumar Mokta has said that so far 211 people and 438 animals have died in such incidents in the state during this monsoon season. This development comes hours after various incidents of floods and landslides following heavy rainfall were reported across the state. Chandigarh-Manali Highway, NH3, was blocked yesterday due to a landslide near the Pando area of Mandi district. According to a district police official, restoration work is still underway. Chief Minister Jairam Thakur said that the National Disaster Management Team has also been moved towards the Lahol Spiti district after 14 people were reported to have died in Lahol and Kullu due to heavy rains and floods. According to state officials, restoration work is also underway in Shimla after uprooted trees affected electricity services and blocked roads. On Monday, Prime Minister Narendra Modi will virtually launch e-rupee, an electronic voucher-based digital payment system developed by the National Payments Corporation of India along with the Department of Financial Services, the Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare and the National Health Authority. E-rupee is a cashless and contactless instrument for digital payment. As reported by Hindustan Times, the Prime Minister's office stated that e-rupee is a QR code or SMS string-based e-voucher delivered to the mobile of the beneficiaries. It connects sponsors of services with beneficiaries and service providers without any physical interface while ensuring that the payment to the service provider is made only after the transaction is completed. It is expected to be a revolutionary initiative in the direction of ensuring a leak-proof delivery of welfare services, it added. The JNK administration has directed its department to deny security clearance to passport verification of those found to have been involved in law and order and stone-pelting cases. According to a Livement report, the administration said no security clearance related to passport verification for subjects found involved in law and order, stone-pelting cases and other crimes prejudicial to the security of the Union territory. The Criminal Investigation Department, CID, directed units of CID Special Branch Kashmir to specifically look into the security of the state and must corroborate with the local police station records. The order also says that digital evidence like photographs, CCTV footage, videos and audio clips, and quadcopter images be made available in the record for police security forces and security agencies. According to a report in Al Jazeera, the Kandahar airport in southern Afghanistan has come under rocket fire as government forces struggle against Taliban assaults on several major cities. Flights out of Kandahar Afghanistan's second-largest city were halted after three rockets fired by the Taliban struck the airport on Sunday before dawn. An official at the Civil Aviation Authority in the capital, Kabul, confirmed the attack. There were no immediate reports of casualties, the officials said. The Taliban took responsibility for the attack. Kandahar Airport was targeted by us because the enemy were using it as a centre to conduct airstrikes against us, Zabiullah Mujahid, a Taliban spokesperson, told Reuters news agency. The airport is a vital facility that provides logistical and air support to the government to keep the Taliban from taking over the city, while also providing aerial coverage for large tracts of southern Afghanistan. Civil unrest has surged in Afghanistan since early May as US-led foreign forces began a final withdrawal from the country. After seizing large areas of rural land and capturing key border crossings, the Taliban has now begun to assault provincial capitals. The death toll from wildfires raging in Turkey has risen to six after two forest workers were killed, according to the country's health minister, as reported by Al Jazeera. 
Fires raging across southern Turkey since Wednesday have burned down forests and settlements, forcing thousands of people to evacuate. A new blaze erupted on Saturday in the popular holiday resort of Bodrum on the Aegean coast, and some residential areas and hotels were evacuated. Wildfires are a common occurrence in southern Turkey in the summer, but the authorities say that the latest blazes have covered a much bigger area. While most of the fires are now under control, blazes continue in the southern coastal provinces of Antalya and Mersin. Turkish meteorological authorities said forecasts pointed to heat waves along the Aegean and Mediterranean coastal regions. Temperatures are forecast to reach 43 to 47 Celsius in Antalya next week. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan visited Manavgat on Saturday, saying all damaged houses would be rebuilt and losses compensated, adding that Azerbaijan, Russia, Ukraine and Iran have sent firefighting planes and support teams to the affected areas. That's all the news we have for you today. Happy Friendships Day to all our listeners. Consider being a true friend of independent media. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and join the cool tribe that pays to keep news free. Till then, keep safe. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.